Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good evening, Dolphins fans. Welcome to another episode of On the Fence Side with Kat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all of our social media outlets, as well as the fan-sided network and finfanatic.com. I'm Brian Cat NFL Paul is fanatic underscore pick on Twitter. The Dolphins lose 40 to 17 to the New York Jets here today in an embarrassing fashion. Um, looked a lot worse on the scoreboard, um, but just an ugly situation overall, given uh, Tua Tungavailoa is out with an injury for in a t- length of time that we do not know. Teddy Bridgewater on the first offensive play of the game for the Dolphins gets sacked by Sauce Gardner in the end zone inexplicably um, and goes down and, uh, well, it doesn't really matter if he passed or he's, he's in concussion protocol because it looked like an owie, so uh, he's out. Um, Skylar Thompson goes in and, uh, well, the Dolphins lost the game. And... We'll get to that as far as the quarterback position is concerned, Paul. <laughs> and that'll but, do it for our show tonight. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Inside. <laughs> so the Dolphins blow a grand opportunity. They could have been four and one, three and zero in the division. Instead, uh, they're third right now, third in the AFC East, behind the Buffalo Bills and behind the New York Jets. They are, but the good news there, or the silver lining, is the fact that once we get two back. Um, and Xavier Howard and Byron Jones, you know, we're a very, very good team with them at the helm. It's just this scenario here didn't really work for us today. No, it didn't. And uh, uh, here's what it comes down to the whole team's hurt. Two is hurt. Bridgewater's hurt. Uh, Teron Armstead leaves the game in the first quarter hurt. Xavier Howard, Byron Jones are hurt. Uh, I mean, <laughs> listen, and I want to make very clear something to you and a little bone I have to pick with Dolphins fans too. For anybody who uh, was uh, looking at the Buffalo Bills fans and the Baltimore Ravens fans and saying they were making excuses and crying after the Dolphins beat them, look at me. You deserve it. How does it feel? Because that's it. What, What more can you say? I mean, it's, it's one thing to say next man up, but it's another thing when so many of your own players get absolutely wiped out with injury. Next so, hey, so, so if, if, if you were, if you were mocking a bills or Ravens fan for their injuries, you deserve it. Well, and, and, and the thing I'll point out there too, and this is something that a lot of folks have said over the years, I know Richard Sherman was a big proponent of till he got paid to do uh, some, some on TV work, but this quick swing for these NFL players, especially after a grueling game like Miami had at Buffalo to go out and play on Thursday night. Uh, you can see the effects right now uh, on this roster. And, you know, it, it's, I can't remember the last time I saw an injury report this long. And on top of the ones that took players out of the game, 
Uh, you had Tyreek Hill, who, like we talked about off the air, is in a walking boot, and he had a, a late-week injury this week. You got Jalen Waddle nursing some stuff. Um, you know, there's a lot of folks right now that are dinged up, and it saw the first action of Noah Igbenogany's season, and, well, Noah Igbenogany covered about as many people today as he did when he was inactive. So, yeah. Yep, yep. And, uh, yeah, what, what a sh- <laughs> shame. And, uh, you know, it's, it's easy to call this a complete team loss. And a lot of people are going to say that, no, your I'm entire not. team, your, your entire, entire team is wiped out. And um, Tyreek Hill is also in a walking boot after this game, according to reports. Jalen Waddell has been useless over the last two games ever since he got hurt. And the injury report was 16 players deep. So, if, I mean. <laughs> well, the other, the other side of this, too, is I love Miami's coaching staff. But. Miami's coaching staff today in a lot of ways coached like they were scared by the injury bug. And the second you start coaching scared, there's a problem and you're going to have poor results. Um, I didn't notice the Dolphins, you know, Zach Wilson, we talked about a lot in our game preview. He does a horrible job of passing the ball when faced with significant blitzing. And while Miami showed decent amounts of cover zero looks in this game, there wasn't a lot of a tremendous amount of blitzing other than on obvious rundowns. I mean, on a couple of downs, like Brandon Jones's sack, Miami blitzed and had some success. But other than that, there were too many times today where you saw Miami just rushing three or four guys. And, you know, there are some really good performances mixed into the bad result today. Um, yeah, I, I completely disagree with you. Uh, and that's fine. Let me finish. Every, though. Let every me finish, word though. that you said, let, I disagree. Let me finish, with you though. Go. Um, Landon Roberts probably had his best game as a Dolphin today, even though there was a lot of poor performances. And a lot of times the Dolphins shot themselves in the foot. Um, yeah. I, and, and the reason I disagree, too, is that I, I feel like this coaching staff did everything in their power to take the ball out of Skylar Thompson's hands when, once he got in the game and they should have, and it, it almost got Tyree kill killed uh, in this when, what he had, he touched the ball nine, 10 times for 60 yards. It, it, he, of course he's in a walking boot after this game. Um, but it, it, I think it's incredible that Raheem Mostert still had over a hundred yards rushing in this contest. Um, and they, they still, I thought, drew up really good play designs to get receivers down the field with both of their offensive tackles out. Um, Brandon Shell, Greg Little are not going to just hold up defense events for four quarters. They're backup offensive tackles. And on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, Zach Wilson finished the game with 200 tar- 210 yards passing. Two of them were dump-off passes basically to Brees Hall for 100 yards. Other than that, I, I don't think he did anything. So defensively, I have no problem at all with what Josh Boyer did. And if Jason Sanders makes that field goal with 12 minutes left in the game, the Dolphins are up 20 to 19, shockingly, with Skylar Thompson having 80 yards passing on the game. Mm-hmm. So I'm I I love what Mike McDaniel and what Josh Boyer did. The whole team's just wiped out. I agree that the team's wiped out. And 
you know, one thing that we've got to account for too, that a lot of folks aren't, aren't bringing up is the fact that Tyreek really accounted for more than that 60 yards today. It's and he and Jalen Waddle drew what three pass interference penalties for a decent chunk of yardage. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, they did try to minimize what was being asked of Skylar Thompson. I thought up until the momentum completely shifted in the fourth quarter, Skylar Thompson did okay overall. I mean, not great. Um, I will say the Teddy Bridgewater hit early in the game is not an advisable play in that situation. It's that that is a very slow developing screen pass. And while he got hit in the elbow, it looked like his arm was going to throw it to Raheem Mostert over on the left or Alec Ingold. And instead the ball ended up over at the feet of Durham Smythe. I mean, we can argue all day whether or not um, that should have been ruled grounding. Um, we can argue all day about whether or not they really should have given him his forward momentum because his feet were outside the end zone when he first got hit. But again, it, it's, it's what it is. It, and there were a lot of momentum killing plays. Uh, there, yeah, there definitely was. And, um, just looking at our chat here, uh, Scummy says, uh, Josh Boyer's got to go. And I completely disagree with that too. Uh, um, I do too. And, and, uh, again, if Jason Sanders kicks that, uh, field goal with 12 minutes left in the game, then I, I really think the Dolphins end up winning a slugfight in that. And, and I mm -hmm. say that because, <laughs> look, in the last, even after missing that field goal, the Jets had 89 yards of offense in the rest of the game. 21 of those yards was on a dump-off pass to Brees Hall where Noah Igbenogany took out Jerome Baker and got it down to the one-yard line. Thanks, Noah. Moron. Why, why is it this loser cut yet? I mean, geez. He's not cut for the same reasons Teddy Bridgewater wasn't cut before when, when Skyler showed up in the preseason and, and yeah, Skyler doesn't look like the answer right now, but it's a financial decision. Yeah. And, uh, um, yeah, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater too. And you look at that, it's that safety. I mean, first play of the game, first offensive play of the game. He, it, it, the Dolphins had the ball, I think, at the seven or eight yard line play action. And he did the same thing in the preseason. Do you remember that play? The second preseason game? He had the exact same play. When you play action, when you're at the seven yard line, don't stand in the end zone with your tongue hanging out of your mouth. You deserve to get a concussion. I mean, uh, Jesus, cat. <laughs> well, see, see, I, I'm, I don't feel bad about that because he doesn't have a concussion. He's in concussion protocol, but he doesn't have it. We don't know yet. Let's, let's, you know. No, oh, yeah, we didn't know about Tui either, do we? Right. I mean, just, you know, let's, let's, yeah. let's, let's wait a couple of days before no, that. Show. No, no, I'm not going to. No, I waited 13 days before. Not going to do it again. Cat's out here cutting WWE promos on a Sunday night again. That's right. Um, so Dolphins lose and uh, uh, Mike Hart asks in chat, uh, is the Dolphin season over? No, it's not over. And I, I keep going back to what I said before is um, the Dolphins have a weak schedule coming up, but now these games go from the Dolphins favored significantly to slight favorites. I mean, next week they've got the Vikings at home. Then they've got the Steelers on Monday night football. Yeah, they're going to be favored, but they're not going to be favored by a lot right now. And they've really got to come away with these wins here. And 
you know, I five and two really gets the season and what we've been talking about back on track four and three, you start falling back into the pack again. Um, this is a game the Dolphins really had to win as just to keep themselves ahead of the pack. And they, they certainly didn't do it. Well, and, and the thing I'll say about the pack is the pack is going to be very interesting this year in the AFC. We we've all talked about up, up through preseason uh, all off season. And since the beginning of the season that the AFC is a very strong conference this year, the byproduct of the AFC being a very strong conference this year is you've got a lot of teams with a lot of slugfests on their schedule. So that pack may be a murky pack the whole way through the season. So it's going to very much depend on how the Dolphins can respond, when they can get healthy, and who they can get healthy. Yeah, that's for sure. So, Paul, let's uh, let's let's jump into the grades here. Um, quarterback, I'm going to throw to you first. Stupid-ass decision by Teddy Bridgewater early on. Um, Skylar Thompson, for his first action, hung around for most of the game, but by no means was special, and given the fact that he had to come in on the second offensive play of the game uh, with limited reps all week because they were trying to get Teddy up to speed. I'm going to go with a C minus, but if this was his third or fourth performance and he had seen the snaps all week, we'd be lower. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going with an F. Uh, I don't give style points. This is the National Football League. Um, I hope the people that chatted in and in our preview show and the people I've been talking to for the last two months about Skylar Thompson thought it was cute for Skylar Thompson to play dress up today, but he had 80 yards passing an interception and uh, an embarrassing turnover that sealed the game for the jets. So if that's good enough for people, that's fine. I, I don't, I don't see that to be average to below average play. Teddy Bridgewater's uh, only snap was embarrassing. Um, and Skylar Thompson, I don't care what the stat sheet says, 170 yards passing, 90 of them came with Dolphins were down by three touchdowns. So F for me. Well, uh, to, be, to be fair, I mean, well, against Baltimore, two is 370 yards came with the Dolphins down by three touchdowns. Well, then so, they won the game. They did. They did. And that was a, I mean, the Dolphins would be completely F'd right now if they didn't win that game. Mm -hmm. So um, running back, Raheem Mostert, I mean, North to I mean, we might have something here running north to south. I thought he he looked fantastic. I mean, just planting his foot, cutting up field. I mean, he can he can make, you know, a, a, a two yard gain look like a, a 15 yard gain relatively easily. Uh, I thought that was impressive uh, out of him. Chase Edmonds, I'm not sure where he is. Uh, the only time he had an opportunity to catch a pass, the ball went right off his hands from Skylar Thompson. Uh, Miles Gaskin got into the game and he was playing above Chase Edmonds today. Yeah. Um, I don't think Alec Engold has caught a pass yet, which is kind of surprising at this point in the season, but most are carried the weight here. So I'm going to go with a B plus here for the, for the running backs. Everybody in your crew identifies as either big Mac burger, McNuggets or McCrispy sandwich, but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.
I'm going to go, I'm going to match you on the B plus. Um, I was between a B and a B plus here. Uh, I thought Mostert had a hell of a good game. Um, he's one of those performances I was referencing earlier, but you know, and actually one thing real quick, just to go back to the Scott Thompson thing, we did have six drops today and we also drew three pass interference penalties. So he had 170 on the stat sheet, no matter when it came down, like there were a lot of plays left on the field that weren't on him. Um, that said, back to the running backs, you know, Chase Edmonds, if he's not going to get involved truly in the running game, we need to get him involved in that screen game a little bit better here. Um, otherwise, he's not looking the part right now. And look, when it comes to Skylar Thompson, I, what I've said from the beginning is, I'm glad he's on the roster. I think he is a really promising developmental quarterback. But let's keep it at that. Can we agree on that at this point? Let's keep it at that. Talking about, oh, uh, it, 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 should he be taking over for Teddy Bridgewater? Should he, uh, if, if, if after one quarter, if Bridgewater doesn't play well, should he get the hook? No. It, it never should have happened. The only reason he got in was because was of injury. And, and anything else I just don't even care to talk about. We're talking about this freaking guy for two, for two months. He gets in, and in three and a half quarters, he throws for 80 yards. And I've got I've, – you're right. He did have six drops and also three pass interference penalties. I'd argue those three pass interference penalties were prayers thrown up that were ticky-tacky pass interference calls. I don't so, know prayers. I don't yeah, know. I, 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 yeah, I've, I've, I've got to say prayers. Um, and, and if, if – Xavier Howard uh, or any Dolphins defensive backs were called for those pass interference penalties. I would not have agreed with them. Um, at, at least they would have been, I, I would not have agreed with it being a 30 yard penalty, which it well, was the most, three the times. most egregious pass interference penalty of the day actually wasn't called. It should have gone on Nick Needham when he <laughs> did yeah. a flying cross body. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And, um, uh, yeah. Noah didn't interfere with anybody's ability to catch a pass today, though. Good, good yeah. job, Noah Egmanagini. That that's putting a silver lining on a turd. Look, I've got very little problem too with the cornerbacks and what they did. I mean, again, Zach Wilson throws for two hundred and ten yards. A hundred of those yards mm-hmm. went to Brees Hall, and yeah. I mean, just look at the Jets' uh, wide receiver uh, unit here: Corey Davis, thirty-eight yards; Garrett Wilson, twenty-seven; Elijah Moore, eleven. I mean, <laughs> what a shame. What but, a freaking shame. And I know we'll talk about this more when we get to the corners, but I will say when the Jets went trips late in the game to the right side and you could see Noah and Cater over on that side to get at the same time during the same plays, it was astonishing because if you had to guess which one was the first round pick and which one was the undrafted free agent, any player that didn't know anything would guess wrong because it was very obvious who the better and more polished cornerback was in his fifth game of his, of, of his career. Uh, compared to who? Noah compared to Cater. Oh, of course. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no, Noah compared to anybody is an embarrassment. No, but no, Noah but see, seeing is, is them the... side by side on the same play, you could see the difference in understanding what was going on versus panic. I, I completely take your word for that. Uh, and uh, one defensive back who is the real deal is Sauce Gardner. He had the sack on Teddy Bridgewater. 
on the first offensive play of the game for the Dolphins. Um, that that was the sack in the end zone. Jets go up two nothing, knock the quarterback out of the game, and uh, also the interception from uh, Skylar Thompson when it was really a back and forth game at that point. Uh, mm-hmm. But he he gets the interception. Jets go up by more points. Shame. So uh, what's that? And the fumble that turned the tide at the very end. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt about it. Um, so three massive plays from Sauce Gardner. Um, so as far as oh, receivers, sorry, I was talking about in general. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, now it wasn't a Sauce that got that. That no, that, that was Quinnen Williams and the whole. Yeah. The hilarious thing, if it was any other team, was Tyree Hill trying to tackle Quinnen Williams. Yep. Jesus. Yeah. Shame. Uh, receiver, uh, I'm going with a D plus. I, I didn't, I mean, Tyreek Hill, seven catches, 47 yards, two rushes, 13 yards. So nine touches for 60. I mean, Cedric Wilson playing hurt Waddle playing hurt, not getting the separation and, um, just not dictating the matchups at, at all. And a lot of that has to do with obviously Skylar Thompson being in the quarterback, and the adjustment that had to be made after Bridgewater got hurt. But still, I mean, not good enough D-plus for me. I'm going to go with a C-minus here. I mean, I, I'm accounting for those two prayerful, prayerful pass interference penalties when I say that. Um, on top of that, the six drops, you know, they weren't all on the running, on the wide receivers. A couple were on the tight ends it's tanner connor had a chance to come out and make a statement for why he was active over hunter long and instead he drops a critical pass late in the game that could have kept my could have kept miami alive and you know what i'm dropping that down and matching on the d plus i talked myself into it yeah i mean not a lot to be thankful for on the offensive side of the ball today uh offensive line i'll throw it back to you with the fact that Armstead came out early, I will say there were a lot of times that the offensive line gave a lot of time. They did open some holes for Raheem Mostert. Uh, and and get, given the fact they were playing with two backup tackles, I am impressed with that. Um, I can go with a B- minus for the offensive line. There wasn't tremendous, tremendous pressure on Skyler until it was very obvious they were passing. And even then, uh, he did have time on a lot of plays. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on that. I'm actually going to go a shade higher. I'm going to go with a B-plus for the offensive line. I mean, Teron Armstead goes down, and Brandon Shell comes in, and in the fourth quarter, it was a little bit rough in pass production. And of course, I've always got to go back because we're doing a live show here on Sunday night, just you know, hours removed from this. But I'm glad, I'm glad Brandon Shell's on this team. Yeah. Um, and... I, I, I thought he did well. He's a powerful guy and he, he stepped right in and I, I thought he did really well for three and a half quarters, just not toward the end. Well, Connor and- Williams is a stud. Robert Hunt's a stud. And, and, and you talk about, you know, the dolphins on the ground Raheem Mostert, 18 carries 113 yards. And the reason for it was there was wide open lanes. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't have a problem there with, with giving him a B plus. Well, and, that, and one thing I do want to point out, too, is that late sack. Um, it was Gasicki that blew the block there. So <laughs> Shocker. I know. Hey, at, at least he blew a block instead of just not making one. So that's progress, right? I guess so. Um, 
yeah, he had a he had a garbage time thirty yard catch. I'm I I keep depending on the week. I keep teeter tottering between whether I'd accept a second or a third round pick for Mike Kosicki services if if I'm trading with another team before the deadline. I I think he's going to get traded. I I really do. I mean, and another team would be smart to trade for him if he fits that offense. But I think he only fits five or six offenses in the NFL because he's a big slot wide receiver. That's what he's not a tight end. He doesn't block. He doesn't break tackles. Like he's just a, he's a weird dude. He is. Uh, but at the same time, I'm all, given the way he's been utilized and what he's done with the opportunities. I have almost hit the point where losing him in free agency may net us a compensatory pick potentially. And yeah. that may be better than what we get from a trade at this point. Yeah. And that's the big thing is that the dolphins are probably not going to have the money to be active in free agency. And that was the whole trade-off this year. And uh, if you lose Kosicki for, I mean, I, I don't care what he does this year, he's going to make a lot of money. You're probably getting a third or fourth round pick as a compensatory pick. Um, yeah. That that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Lance, um, Speaks Monday said in the chat, Miles Gaskin looked hungry with his touches. He did. He did look at least on that first one. He had four carries for nine yards, but still, I, I, he probably, I, I, he probably should have had less, less than that. I thought you were going to point out the other comment that Lance made in chat, which was that I am no longer allowed to miss the Dolphins MetLife takeover. I, I did miss that. Yeah. So, and, and what I will say is Lance, I, I, I hated to miss it but it at least gave me a chance to have a little bit of joy today when, when my little 11 U team smacked another team 52 to 13. So I, I, I at least got to enjoy one football win today. Uh, it was a trade-off, but uh, you know, it's, I got, I got a chance to be proud of one of my teams. Congrats to your boys there, man. They, they played a hell of a game. I've never seen a game where ever, the, the longest offensive series was three plays and we scored on all but one. <laughs> awesome awesome dear. So how many minutes do they play in, uh in we years? play four 10 minute quarters four 10 minute quarter okay. okay um and the funniest thing was i have also never seen where basically the refs just let them stand there with the ball and not not snap it at all for the final four minutes and 47 seconds um with a running clock uh, i wish that in this game that the ball wasn't snapped in the last four minutes. Um, so congratulations to your boys there. Uh, defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, it, it, some big plays here for the Jets. And that's what they're starting to get known for, where they play bad offensive football, but they're able to pull off some big plays. I mean, we saw it against the Steelers last week, too, when they come back from 10 points down. Um, and I said it was very important in this game that the Dolphins be able to pressure and get constant heat on Zach Wilson. And I think for the most part, they did. Um, and I go back, you look at the stat sheet, two catches for 100 yards from Beast Hall. After that, Corey Davis, 38 yards. He's the guy below him. And what a shame on that. Uh, Eric Rowe blew a coverage assignment on a 79-yard catch from Brees Hall that put the, the Jets up by two touchdowns or 
by 12 points on uh, in the first quarter. And then you've got the 21 yard catch by, by Brees Hall where no Igbenogany takes out your own Baker. Um, hey, at least you tackle somebody. I guess, I guess. Yeah. Um, a defensive line. Uh, Christian Wilkins was a monster in this game. Zach Sealer was a monster. They did destroy the interior of the Jets uh, offensive line that we thought that they would. Um, I thought Agba and, and Phillips played with good containment, but mm-hmm. not a lot of impact plays out of those guys. At linebacker, you know, can't fault Baker for getting taken out by Noah. And I also saw a play from him covering 40 yards down the field Yeah, on a, on a pass play. I mean, what more can he ask on there? And I, I think he, Baker is playing with a lot of range this year. And Landon Roberts, like you said, fantastic game. One of his best games as the Dolphin. I mean, he, he's the teeth of this defense on third and short. And I go back to this, that the Dolphins allowed, after Jason Sanders missed that field goal, where the Dolphins would have gone up 20 to 19 with 12 minutes left to play. The Dolphins allowed 89 yards, 21 on that catch by Brees Hall. So, I mean, I, I don't want to hear about a complete team loss defensively. I, I, I don't want to hear it. This isn't 2000. It's 2022. Mm-hmm. So I thought, th- I, I thought they played physical. I thought they played well in the front seven. I'm going to give them a B. I'm going to give them, God, this, 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 is, this is a tough one for me. I'm going to have to talk myself into my grade here a little bit. I, I liked a lot of what I saw from the linebackers today. I really did. Um, and somebody brought up AVG in the chat. And while I do love An- Andrew Van Ginkle, he was overmatched in coverage a few times. Uh, we did have a batted ball from Wilkins um, during this one that, that was on a critical down. I thought there were times where even though Miami didn't blitz enough, in my opinion, um, I thought there were times where while they may not have gotten to pay dirt, the Dolphins front four did get into that backfield. We had two very critical face mask penalties on the front seven. Um, One on Raekwon Davis on what was a beautiful play. And it is what it is. Uh, He got in there for the sack, which is not a normal portion of Raekwon's repertoire. And then one on Melvin Ingram um, on another big play in the backfield. So those were two very critical drive extending plays. But at the same time, the front seven was forced by some, we'll call them negative plays by the offense and into some short yardage situations. And while guys like Thomas Morstead tried to flip the field position a few times, it wasn't enough in this one. And the Dolphins really were playing with their back against the wall. And that's despite the fact that Igbenogany didn't cover a cold today. Uh, and in the chat here, Freddie Floyd oh, Jr. A said B for me, by the way, for the front side. A, a B. All right. Freddie Floyd Jr. Uh, here in chat said uh, uh, rookie uh, Tyndall starting um, to see a bright future. Yeah. He, he got in actually on a few, a couple of blitzes here today. And I, I think he's going to start carving out a role and he can get from point A to point B so fast. Um, and I, I hope we see more and more of that. Uh, <laughs> MCU Drew said when Tua comes back has been the team motto for three years. <laughs> that's, uh, that's exactly right. And you're right. And Raekwon Davis gets, gets sacks almost as frequently as Josh Tupo does for the, for the Bengals. Hey, uh, 
uh brandon jones whipped uh uh what's his face down kind of similar to that tupo sack <coughs> yeah zach wilson uh yeah yep. made third and 25 and uh then the dolphins uh went rushed three and dropped eight it looked like the uh, steelers play where De- uh, deontay johnson uh took it 43 yards of the house back in 2019 on monday night football but the dolphins have learned a thing or two defensively from then um defensive backs I mean, I, th- I think they gave a good effort. And you also have to look at, too, I mean, come by. We talked about if I had told you before the game that Corey Davis, Garrett Wilson, and Elijah Moore would have combined for six catches for uh, 76 yards, you would have said the Dolphins would have absolutely <laughs> blown them out. Yeah. And and do, doing so without Byron Jones and Xavier Howard, you would have said they would have blown him out. And that's what makes this game such a shame. You know, that defensively, I go back to, you know, you, you can say that, you know, Brees Hall had, had, you know, 197 total yards. He had 97 on the ground. He had 100 in the air. That's terrible. But that was the whole offense. And they were on a couple of plays. So, you know, I, I have a hard time giving him any lower than a B minus here. Uh, and I only say a B minus because they, they would, if, if this were a winning effort, I would probably be giving them a B plus or an A minus. Well, and it, it's, I will give them, I will give them a B here. And the two things that drastically drag this grade down are the play of Noah Igbenogany. Uh, he got helped very much by the sideline a few times on a few passes. But also, there was a lot of poor tackling today. And Brees Hall is not a running back that when he gets out into space, you can afford to tackle poorly. And, and Miami did. Now Brandon Jones got a sack and a couple of big plays in this game. Um, Nick Needham. 100% got away with a pass interference, but otherwise played very well today. Um, so, yeah, I, I can go with that B comfortably, and it, it's really Noah and some poor tackling that brought that grade down. And uh, Chase uh, Purdue in chat said, y'all are awesome. No, dude, you are awesome. We lost by 23 points to the Jets today, and you're right freaking here. Thank you. And thank you all here on there we're not signing off yet paul don't worry we're i was like wait a minute cat don't do it <laughs> we got special teams we've got the player of the game the coke bus player of the game um but look it, we put a lot into this team and i know you guys do too and it it's really just a kick in the nuts when you start off three and oh you beat the bills at home a game you didn't think you're gonna win and then the whole two a thing on thursday night and then you you come and and you lose Teddy Bridgewater early. You get Skylar Thompson in there. He shows a little bit of promise for a bit. And then you just get your butt kicked in the fourth quarter. Um, shame. But the Dolphins have winnable games coming up. So we're going to be here every step of the way. Special teams, Paul. Um, I'm going to throw it to you on that. There really wasn't much to love in the return game. Thomas Morstead continues to put up a career year as far as that goes 
Um, the missed field goal was huge, but again, it was a very long one. Uh, I'm yeah. going to go with a B minus here. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to, I'll go with a, I'll go with a C plus just to be a jerk. Um, Morstead, yeah, having a career year, love having him here, especially on that free punt where the Dolphins got a safety. He bombs it, um, but on that free punt as well as a punt, another punt, he's, he outkicks his coverage a little bit, and they have a big return. But I, I love what we're seeing overall in the guy. Yeah, it's Jason Sanders' field goal. Was it 54 yards that he missed? Yeah. And eh, he just barely missed it. That was would have been such a big big play in the game. The Jets get the ball back. They go 56 yards um, on the Igbenogany Baker clash play. Um, yeah, and um, as far as returns, not much to speak of. Tyree Kill, just him being back there again. I mean, the Jets punter punted the ball, and it was short again. And it 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 hopped to Tyree Kill, and then he picked it up. Didn't do anything with it. But just him being back there scares the bejesus out of everybody. Including uh, Clayton. Me. <laughs> Especially when he's nursing an injury in a a wide receiver core that's nursing injuries. Yes, indeed. Uh, and Paul, we didn't talk about Clayton Fedulin. He's back. Uh, and I still he, won't. He keeps he keeps slipping in the back door. Back uh, door. Backdoor flagellum. <laughs> Don't make backdoor <laughs> jokes, Paul. Not gonna make a backdoor joke there. Yeah, uh, Fedgel, I'm I'm looking for him on the stat sheet here. Zero tackles. Um, I mean, boy, he's a big impact player, dude. This guy has made ten, like ten <laughs> million dollars in the last four years in the Dolphins. Um, uh, gosh, Wait, let me look, Paul. At you know who had more tackles than Clayton Fedgelin today? Noah Igbenogany. Gosh. Noah Igbenogany had one had one tackle. That's uh, more Melvin than Ingram. Fedulum. Melvin Ingram um, looked like he was lugging tires out there today. Um, not an impressive game from him. I didn't talk about him in our front seven. Look, he, he um, had a big night out in Jersey last night, I'm sure. I guess he did. I guess he did. Um Paul, your player of the game, your Coke bus player of the game. I am going to give my player of the game to somebody that if anybody has listened to us the past couple of years uh, would know is a tremendous surprise to hear out of my mouth. But I'm going to give my player of the game to a Landon Roberts. He looked like he deserved that C on his chest today for the first time as a Dolphin, in my opinion. He played tremendously in this game. He made a lot of good stops. Uh he was a big part of, of the Dolphins defense, keeping them in this game. And with, with that being said, it's unfortunately it wasn't enough, but he played well enough for the Dolphins to win today. So I will give Clayton Fedgelin my player of the game. As far as my Coke bus player, well, I really don't get enough honest opportunities to, to do this here, but I am going to give my Coke bus player of the game. You know, no, no, I was going to give it to Noah. Hey, hey, hey just, I'm, uh, I'm, hey. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to Kasiki here. Actually, no, I'm going to give it to Bridgewater for his 
negative play rate for stupid decision followed by another stupid decision in this one and to do all of that in one play and set the tone early for Miami getting a safety on their first play of the game I will give it to him I was gonna say Paul way to get to the point there as far as uh, your Kokos player of the game uh well, it's, I, I kept drifting through players in my head and finally came back to one. So uh, so my player of the game is going to be Raheem Mostert. I mean, uh, 18 carries, 113 yards. I mean, I, that, and, and not only that, but the Dolphins were able to give a lot of different run looks too. They had that inside toss play. They had the outside toss play. Mm-hmm. They ran off tackle. I mean – it almost seemed like, look, Tron Armstead, I, I really hope he's back next week. I really hope he's healthy for the entire year, and it sucks that so many of these players are out. He's back but in toe maintenance protocols. That's right. And uh, But it seemed like when Brandon Shell got in there, they started saying, you know what, we got to run downhill up mm-hmm. and keep people honest here. Um, and, yeah, so Mostert's my player of the game there. Uh, my Coke bus player of the game because you did not – take him is Mike Kosicki. Um I, I don't even really care about his one catch for 30 yards after the Dolphins are down 16 points. I mean, I understand he can't block, but for Christ's sakes, when he's out there, he's got to make an impact as a chess piece. He and, did and make the, an impact. The, Unfortunately, it was the wrong way. He yep. missed the block and got the rookie sacked and caused a fumble but in in the process that put the jets in a position to put the game away yeah they did they did yeah oh, so man, manny just said in chat he saw Pickens senior today glad to hear nice. it, manny. i hope you took care of him for me good stuff manny good stuff um what's a shame too is mike Kosicki on the franchise tag is making what 15 million dollars and cedric wilson's making Chase Edmonds making six. I mean, what did we get from these guys today? And part of that could be probably is Skylar Thompson and what's going on here uh, to a get back soon, man. And, and I, I've never even been a big Tua guy, but for crying out loud, after four games, we're talking about the quarterback with the highest quarterback rating in the NFL. Of course, the Dolphins are a better football team with him. And I don't adopt this like, us against the world mentality when it comes to the Miami Dolphins. I, I'm not that kind of guy, but when he gets back in, let's go. Yeah. Let's win. Well, I, I do want to give an extra special shout out though today. And, and Vito reminded me a little bit, a huge shout out and, and something that really was a success for the Dolphins today was the MetLife takeover itself. The fact that they were able to sell 1400 tickets this year, raise a tremendous amount of money for for charity um get together all those dolphin fans up here in the northeast including a bunch of folks that came in from everywhere uh the fact that they really 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 just continue to knock it out of the park year in and year out uh, huge huge kudos kudos to igor michelle Alex, uh, Brian, all those guys from Dolphins NYC for what they do on a year in year out basis not just for Dolphin fans, not just for the Dolphins themselves, not just for charity, but just for all of it and really giving uh, an event at this point 
for thousands of Dolphin fans to attend, which is. Yeah. And when the Dolphins lost today, especially in the fashion they did in the fourth quarter, those were the people that I immediately thought of that they, you know, that the Dolphins did not bring home a win because they put so much effort into this game. And it's not about, of course, it's about who wins and loses. That's that's why we do this. But they take it to such a bigger level. And I've had so much respect for them here over the last 10, 15 years of knowing them, even though I don't interact with them as often as Paul does. Um, So thank you very much, Dolphins NYC, and and for everything you all do. Uh, We're big supporters here on this show. Um, so let, let me just scroll through chat and, and I, I just hope I get some smart ass comments here. Cause I just, here's, here's actually here. a good one that came from Dolphin three sixteen. And before I say, oh, that's guys, my boy, that's my sure boy. Guys, we go back 20 years. Make sure you guys like, make sure you guys subscribe. Um, you know, we're, we're, we do this hell or high water. And, you know, one thing that we do have coming up, even though we don't have an exact date yet. And I'll tell you guys about it is, one of the guys we gave kudos for today who's having a career year, Thomas uh, Morstead, is going to come back on the show here soon. So keep an eye out for that, folks. Um, and then Dolphin316 said, first time Tua gets touched in any game going forward, the spotter will get him out of there even if he doesn't actually go to the ground. 100% agree. And and and, and it, this thing and is going to be – I'm between two different things here. I've always erred on the side of caution when it comes to player safety. Uh, I really have, but I also echo what Danny Cannell said earlier in a tweet here today uh, with, when it came to Teddy Bridgewater is that he said, somebody felt uncomfortable with Teddy Bridgewater going back into the game after the way he landed and he was out of the game. First play of the game. This is going to be a disaster. I mean, and a big win for the Dolphins, too, here earlier before, you know, just two days before the game with how that was announced, where, you know, that was a joke. That was an absolute freaking joke, and it really pissed me off for a for for I mean, it really bothered me for several days. Um. And I'm glad they got absolved of that because it was nonsense to think Mike McDaniel would go in Bud Kilmer style and strong arm neurologists and uh, team physicians and put a concussed player back on field. Those people are brain damaged. That's the ironic part. Yeah. No, all, all I can think of is that's a Greg Schiano meathead style move right there. So, yeah. yeah, no doubt about it. So, Paul, um, we're going to be <clears throat> previewing the uh, Vikings game here this week. And the Vikings game is going to be fascinating because um, I was watching that on Fox right next to the Dolphins game. And uh, Kirk Cousins was 15 for 15 for 180 yards. Vikings were up 21 to three in this game against the, the Bears and they ended up winning. But they sure but, made it interesting. Yeah, and but I blinked my eye, and the Bears were about to take the lead. It went, they're they are they are a fascinating team because it seems like they should be predictable with having Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen and Kirk Cousins in the league. But 
No, they they're there's I have never seen a team more hit and miss from game to game. So we're gonna preview all that. Well, and that's you know, you know, one thing with them too, and I know we're gonna talk about this a lot this week, is other than week one against a very depleted um and confused looking Packers roster, the Vikings have allowed 21 or more or 22 or more points in every other game this season. So they are a team that you can score on. Uh, no doubt about it. And the Dolphins need to be as healthy as possible for that. That's going to do it for our breakdown here of the Dolphins. 40-17 to 17 loss to the New York Jets. I'm uh, Brian Cat, NFL, Paulus Fanatic, underscore pick. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all of our social media outlets, as well as the fan side network and finfanatic.com. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fin side. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.